going down. Come the worst, my people's come first. When worst come the 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 worst. When worst come the worst, my people's come first. When worst come the worst. What's up, beer drinkers? How y'all doing this week? Y'all good? I'm good. I am Greg. I am not with Sorcerer Chromatic. He couldn't be here this week, but I'm coming at you pre-recorded from Cold Brew Studios, and I'm here to talk about beer. So what's going on? Y'all good? Y'all hear anything interesting? Let me know. Hit me up. Not that this is a live show, but uh, some of y'all quiet. You know, I've been quiet on Instagram lately. And if you want to follow us on Instagram, that's Cold Brew Podcast. And don't forget to email us. Don't forget. <laughs> I mean, if you'd like to email us, coldbrewpodcast at gmail.com. All right, let's get into some beer, shall we? Sure. <laughs> no, I'm all doing other voices and shit. I should call my boy and fucking get him on the phone and have him just fucking sit there and, and retort every time I say something. But anyway... Let's get to the beer then. All right, so I have in front of me from our good friends at Throne Brewing Company in Glendale, Arizona. Well, they're in Glendale. They're also in Peoria, and they have a spot in downtown Phoenix. But uh, their original location is in Glendale. I have a beer, a hazy IPA that they call Momentary Bliss. Now, Momentary Bliss is a 6% New England style IPA. I have not had this one before. I went to uh, the Peoria Tap Room uh, last Sunday, and I uh, sampled some beers. And I asked what they had, uh, you know, to sell to go. And they had a few of the ones I had before. This one I have not had before. This momentary bliss. So I was happy to grab it. And now I'm going to have it on the show. Uh, it's a New England style IPA, and it is brewed with Calypso, Mosaic, Strata. And Simcoe hops, how about that? And um, yeah, so uh, with through the magic of editing, um, I am going to drink this beer without you even knowing that I cracked open the can of port. Hey, you know what? Nah, nah. Just uh, just in case uh, my buddy Eddie Gomez is listening, I'm gonna crack it open right now. Yeah, that's the Eddie Gomez. Uh, I almost said memorial, but he ain't dead. In fact, he and his wife just uh, celebrated their anniversary. Uh, which anniversary, which year? I have no idea. But I know they celebrated their anniversary because I follow both of them on uh, social media. And yeah, they, they posted in their stories on Instagram that they uh, celebrated. So good for them. Happy for them. Um, Eddie's one of my uh, one of my longtime friends out here in Arizona. I don't have a lot of longtime friends, but he's one of them. And uh, his wife is just as lovely as can be. And I mean, she puts up uh, a lot with his uh, his beer habits. So I, I hope I can find myself a woman just like her uh, one of these days. So um, anyway, so I poured my uh, Throne Brewing Momentary Bliss. I'm going to take a picture and then talk about it right now. So it pours. It's just like any other hazy IPA, um, you know, opaque. And also this one's a little bit lighter. It's not as... Um, you know golden it's more of a straw gold it's not like you know super light in color but it's definitely not orange juice so um, let's see how this oh, this one goes down the gullet oh this one's good I like it there's a lot of passion fruit a uh, little bit of a little bit of orange in there and 
maybe a um like a hint of of grapefruit maybe i don't know that that's just my own interpretation <laughs> i might be going off on a limb there but yeah definitely uh some passion fruit and orange are the, are the two that stick out for me so um maybe a little gu guava <laughs> can i say that the pog let, let me do the whole pog thing the is it papaya no papaya it's papaya orange and and, gu and guava is a pog but this is more like passion fruit orange and guava it's the alternate pog it's pog alt <laughs> oh man all right so uh if i sound a little bit disjointed it's because the jets keep flying overhead and i keep stopping the recording and starting again so you know that's what you get when you uh, live next to an Air Force base, uh, an active Air Force base, not, not one of the ones they shut down, an active Air Force base. And um, yeah, I mean, I have my mixed feelings I, about um, about just military. Uh, I just think our country spends way too much on military, to be honest, to be, you know. Um, but those who serve, you know, very respectful. So I'm very, I have mixed feelings about the military. I respect those who you know um give up you know four to 20 years of their lives to serve maybe even longer you know uh but at the same time it's like man we have to really spend so much when we can allot some of those funds to you know domestic and i get that we have to protect our interests all over the world but <clears throat> excuse me but i mean uh yeah it just seems like our money's better well spent than flying over my house <laughs> very selfish i'm a selfish guy i i don't know if you guys knew this but i'm i'm, I'm a selfish human being <laughs> uh so yeah um but anyway so uh back to the beer though this beer is really good um i am i'll be honest i'll be 100 honest about throne brewing i think uh i don't i if they're my, let me put it this way the majority of their ipas um are not pleasing to me that's just my own thing i've heard from others that they really like uh their ipa so totally subjective you know it's you, you shouldn't go by my opinion of, of their ipas but they have do have a, a, a couple ipas that i really enjoy this one is actually one of the I, this might be in the in the top three um another one i could think of is there i think it's called the weekend wizard I, I believe it was their anniversary ip that ipa that one was my favorite that one is awesome that one's excellent and then the other one would have to be the uh the blood orange uh bell road i mean i think uh, everyone who has gone to throne knows the uh, uh blood orange bell road ipa and that one is excellent oh sorry about that that was another um that was another jet uh, flying overhead. Here comes another one. I'm gonna have to stop right now. Oh man! All right, so I'm back now. I, I y'all can't tell because I'm not even gonna do any special editing effects. But I had to stop and start a couple times because of the uh, the jets flying overhead, and I totally forgot where I was. So I'm I'm, I'm gonna kind of I might backtrack a little bit. Um, throwing IPAs. Yeah, it's a hit or miss for me. Most of them are misses though. I, I have to. It, it's just not my thing. It's not my thing. It's you know, beer is so subjective that I, I don't hold anyone against not liking something from somewhere because, you know, it might not be their thing or it's just a, a bad batch, you know, or whatever the case might be. Um, don't let that stop you from going to Throne. Even though some of you follow me on Instagram, follow us on Instagram, but I pretty much control the account and I do a lot of stuff. And I did post that um, picture on Instagram about uh, Throne. Well, 
it was alleged that it was thrown brewing. And from my sources around and multiple people said, yeah, it's thrown. It's been on for a while. Even before I even posted it, it had already been on. And uh, shortly after I posted, uh, Throne was being sold on loopnet.com. Uh, it was taken down. I don't think it was because of me. Like, I, it wasn't because I put it on my Instagram. <laughs> I don't give myself that much credit. I just think it was out there. Uh, they got no bids, and so they, they took it back, you know? And I have my own opinions on the thing. Um, I've met Carlos a couple times. He doesn't know who I am, though. I'll tell you that. that that's how brief our encounters have been. Um, but I know he didn't come from beer. I know he didn't come from the beer side. He wasn't like a home brewer or anything. He was... Um, from what I understand, um, he came from like the, the retail side of beer. And so this, now this is my own theory. Uh, don't even quote me on this. Don't hold me on this, but I just think maybe, maybe he doesn't have that passion that brewers have like home brewers have. They have real passion for beer. They really want, like, they really love beer and they try to get into the 9,000, um, 9,000 craft breweries in the U S cannot. Uh, you cannot tell me there is not a bunch of home brewers that are making that leap of faith. You know, the call back to uh, Lake Pleasant's Lake Pleasant Brewing's leap of faith that I had on the show um, last time. You cannot tell me that there's a bunch of brewers out there who are just throwing their hat in the ring and see if they could do anything. Um, Carlos, who owns Throne, uh, bought Dubina and then bought a, and then bought Freakin, and, and I think they franchised this downtown maybe he doesn't have that passion maybe he got in he got in this game he likes what he he likes it and maybe he's ready to move on i don't know i've never talked to the guy i don't know people who know him uh no one has told me this this is just my own theory of what's going on no one ever put this in my head i think maybe he just didn't you know maybe he got in saw what it was about liked it he actually grew the business better than it was when he bought from Dabina and Freakin. It's a it's a it's a better business now than than what both of them had. And now maybe he's just ready to move on. And he and he thought, eh, maybe I'll see what I can get. If I can get something I like, I'll move on. If not, I'll stay in this game. I think Throne has a, a really big chance to um to do something really great out here in the West Valley. Uh because there are Plenty of breweries out in the East Valley that are doing very well and expanding. Nobody's really out here in the West Valley. I know. I mean, as saw, I'm, what I mean is, is no one from the East Valley has started to come over here now. There is going to be an Oso brewing. I hear. I heard there's Oso is going to open a spot in uh, right next to me, right down the street from me. So there's the one. There's the one that's coming over from the East Side. They are. I think they started out of Scottsdale. Or Arcadia, I forget. But they're they're all up and down the east side of, of the Phoenix Valley. And now they're coming out here. Now, I think they're going to do well. Because uh, it's a brand new location. Brand new spot. They can build it how they want. Um, and it's going to be... It might rival their their Gilbert location. Um, they I think they call it the park. And yeah, so, you know, there's that. Um, Throne, they have two spots out here. You know, they could add, they, maybe they could add three. They, they chose to go downtown. I get it. There's a population density is better out there as for, you know, uh, demographic wise, um, out here also you have, uh, 8-Bit, 
they're not expanding anytime soon. I don't know if that guy really wants to grow. To be honest, they've been doing they, they do big things when they go to beer festivals, but you know, that's uh, that's about it. It's gonna take a lot more than beer festivals. The Saddle Mountain, they've won tons of awards. I don't want to say tons, but they won quite a few uh, Great American Beer Festival awards. I don't see them expanding. Um, I know uh, my friend out there, um, Richter, uh, Brandon Richter. He's uh, he's doing his thing. He's his brewery's doing very well. Um, he is happy with what he has. I don't know if he's going to expand, but I mean, right now he's killing it. If you just talk about a single brewery, he went from when I first moved out here. Uh, he had like four of his own beers on tap and like you know twelve guest beers. Now, like all of all sixteen of his of his taps are his own beer, his own creation. So he's doing well. He's doing good, and I really like his beers, man. His beers are so fucking good. I really like him, and he did. But he he dropped out of the guild. You know, there's an, there's another strike against him as far as like trying to expand, trying to get, uh, trying to grow because the guild does you know help promote um, all the beers that all the breweries that are are a part of the guild, and. He also doesn't like to go to festivals. He, it's a big headache, and he explained to me a couple times that, and I'm, I, I like, I'm, I'm there. Like, like I think I might, I might be the same. I, I might be operating the same way as he does. It's just a hassle. At first, it's fun, but then after a while, it's like, why am I doing this? Why am I giving my beer away? <clears throat> Excuse me. Why am I, you know, why am I spending waste, not wasting, but spending all my time on a Saturday? When I could be at the brewery making money, why am I like giving my? Now I get it. It's promotion. Uh, you know, it's it's trying to get people who normally don't drink your beer to try your beer and maybe you know come out, come on out. But you know what? He's doing his own thing. He's doing happy. He's doing well. So fucking a man, goddamn rebel right there, dude. I I I, <laughs> I can't I can't admire him enough because of that. Um, but then you have like Transplant City. Oh, before I go to Trans. Transplant City. Let me talk about Peoria Artisan. They're out here in the West Valley, and they uh, they had a spot. They they opened a second tap room in Litchfield Park, and it wasn't doing so well. So they sold. They sold to uh, my new friends Justin and Paul, who opened Transplant City Brewing, and they brew incredible stuff down there. And they they bought out Peoria Artisan's tap room, and they already bought the building next door. Um, they're still, ah, oh man, they have so many headaches trying to get their brewing system, their their large brewing system. They still have their small brewing system from the the their previous building, and they still, I think, they still have the building, and they uh, uh, they're still brewing out of there. But man, once they get their big system going, whew, watch out, man. I, I don't know if they really have big plans. I haven't really talked to them about the their future, but right now, I think they're really focused on trying to get that brewing system and uh, going because. They just have been having a lot of bad luck getting uh, um, getting uh, equipment, and they they get equipment, and sometimes it comes damaged, so they got to return it, and it's all a headache. Especially you know trying to expand. They expanded in 2020, 2021. Everything's backlog. It, I don't have to tell you that, and yeah, and it's just it's really hard. It's it, but they're they're gonna get it though because their beer is their beer is fucking good, man. Their beer is good. So I don't know. Who, the West is wide open. It's the Wild West out here in Phoenix. The Phoenix Valley, the Wild West. And it's wide open. It's ready for anyone to, you know, to to, to start expanding and, and to claim that they are the king of the West. 
So I don't know right now, in my own personal opinion, maybe, maybe, maybe it is Brandon. Maybe it's Brandon. Um, just because he is the most, the, he's been here probably the longest, the most well-established, um, argue with me, you know, send me a DM or do you think I'm right? Do you think I'm wrong? Or do you even live in the Valley? <laughs> Maybe you don't fucking care, but I don't know why I went on this tangent. I had no, uh, I had no plans to talk about this. It just kind of came, you know, naturally with the beer. And while I'm, uh, you know, talking and pausing <laughs> in between pauses, I am sipping and this beer is good. This beer is really good. I, I, I think it's one of my favorites. I, it's gotta be in the top three. I don't know. Number one would be that Weekend Wizard. I think that's what it's called. They only had it one time. And it was so fucking fabulous. I loved it. Uh, when I went, I had it at the Peoria Tap Room, the Throne Peoria Tap Room. And I uh, I got it once. I loved it so much. I didn't even try something else. I, I just I, I just got it again. And they're, they're all out of it. And I, have, I don't have any idea if if they'll ever brew it again. But that was that was my favorite IPA by, uh, by Throne. So... I hope they bring it back. We'll see. All right. Mandalorian season three, episode four. Uh, I think they called it like the 19th episode or 18. I don't know. I, I lost track. I just know it by three, four. So the, the episode opens up and the Mandalorian are out of the cave. They're lakeside. They're testing their fate. <laughs> They're testing their luck actually with that alligator Saurus coming out of the fucking water. And they're, you know, they're play battling. They're they're doing their do. Um, Mando's like, uh, Grogu, come with me. And he makes him, uh, um, he makes him fight a kid. <laughs> and he makes him, uh, he makes him battle a kid. I thought, ah, that's kind of like a, you know, uh, what do you call it? A tiger mom type shit or dragon mom, whatever they, whatever they call that. And, but um, they ended up, uh, yeah, he fights a, uh, um, who I found it is Jimmy Kimmel's uh, nephew is is that Mandalorian that uh, got the founding that got uh, initiated in episode one of season three, and Mando makes him fight against the makes him play paintball. <laughs> it's like one on one paintball, and the kid beats him. Now now Gro uh, Grogu beats uh, the kid. I mean, and uh, Grogu's like fifty years old. Uh, he's not young, you know. He's he's uh, as far but his metabolism I guess is slower, so he doesn't grow as as fast and. Anyway, so yeah, they're they're doing that, and then um, you know, smash cut uh, the the kid uh, who who got beat by Grogu ends up get taken by a pterodactyl. <laughs> I don't know what what kind of fucking creature that is, but he gets taken by a pterodactyl, and then Bo-Katan organizes a search party because she says, "Oh, I used to uh, you know I used to bullseye romp by uh, romp rats." <laughs> No bigger than that, uh, you know, back in the day. Um, she said she can climb mountains like that. So she organizes the uh, the search party. They go up there. They rescue the kid. And Paz Vizla is the kid's dad and is very, uh, very appreciative of that. So just remember that uh, for next week. Um, but there's a lot of cool shots. I mean, there's one of my favorite shots of the whole series so far is actually um, the the shot of the uh the what do you call it the Bokatan ship i forgot what its name uh flying with the sun uh low and you see the silhouette i think it's just fucking so fucking cool so in the next scene grogu gets a a breastplate from made by the manda uh, the mandalorian's high priestess 
the armor and you know sometimes grogu seems like he's he's like a kid but other times he seems like he's really aware super aware of what's going on um like i said you know he he knew how to fight he could beat that kid in one-on-one paintball and yeah it's just it's weird he's like a teenager sometimes he's very you know very aware and very like uh, uh um like present and knows what he wants and knows what, uh, what he's doing other times he's all aloof and like a kid and playing and, and uh inquisitive and yeah so it i don't know grogu's a, a weird character i haven't really pinpointed on it maybe it's uh, their species is just it metabolizes slower than than everybody else so he's just he's a kid right now or he's a teenager he's a teen that's what it is grogu the teenager but when uh, she's making the uh the breastplate for him uh he starts like going back and 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 like ruminating on his past and lo and behold he is at the i think he's at the jedi temple in coruscant when order 66 gets passed and he's get saved by saved by uh, jar jar binks well not jar jar binks but the actor who plays jar jar binks plays a jedi in this uh in the mandalorian and he's the one who uh saves um grogu and uh yeah he he they so they show like a cutscene of not cutscene but a, a scene of jar jar I call him Jar Jar, but it's not Jar Jar. It's, you know, the actor and he's got the, the Jedi robes and everything. That guy, um, you know, mows down some uh, stormtroopers and delivers them to uh, a transport and the transport takes them away. And I thought that was pretty cool. I like the fact that, uh, excuse me, that Jar Jar's character actor, as much maligned as Jar Jar was when he first came out, quickly faded away. I think... George Lucas might have had um, aspirations of the character being beloved and, you know, and being humorous and being the, you know, like the uh, the new C-3PO, if you will. Um, but no, it was, <laughs> for those of you out there, you know what the fuck happened. Um, but yeah, so it was good that he got, uh, and Favreau and Filoni have been doing this all along, resurrecting um, canon, uh, old, uh, old canon or, you know, the, what was perceived as you know a dead cannon and brought it back into new and also old vehicles old uh or different species loves introducing new species and just taking this and and you know getting um an actor a second chance at the star wars universe because you know jar jar ain't coming back so maybe maybe they'll bring him back uh, at some point so I thought it was cool. I thought it was a good nod, you know, uh, showing loyalty to those who, you know, um, have, uh, you know, brought brought every, um, eh, brought their A game, um, even if it fell flat uh, back in the past. So I thought it was cool. I thought it was a good nod. Ahmad Best. Ahmad Best was his name. Now I remember. It just came to me. Ahmad Best. Good for you. Happy you got your um, your retribution. I'm, I'm retribution, but. Definitely uh, um, happy that you were able to um, resurrect yourself in the Star Wars universe, and I didn't even see it coming. That's how. Uh, um, that's how. All right, sorry about that. I, I went away because of the jets, and then I came back, and I knew I was talking about a mod best, and but and the fact that he's got vindicated or or you know resurrected in the Star Wars universe, so. 
Um, you know, that's about all I have to say about that. And then at the end of the episode, it, it's kind of um, at the towards the end. Uh, Bo-Katan during during the rescue mission, Bo-Katan lost one of her shoulder pads, shoulder armor, and the armor makes her a new um, plate for her her shoulder. And while the armor is making the plate, she tells the armor uh, that she saw a mythosaur and the armor plays like oh yeah right you know you know when you walked away you see many things and kind of like uh kind of like saying that you know like oh i hear you but you know i don't believe you because the mythosaur is just a myth that's what it is i, I know i said this before it's just a stupid name mythosaur but they're stuck with it now right <laughs> see what you get and that's about it you know there's a there's a lot. There's a lot more to be told about this story. Uh, where's Bo, Bo-, Bo- um arc gonna go? Where's uh, Din Djarin's arc gonna go? And are they gonna bring back any of that um, that Coruscant shit that they <laughs> force fed us last <laughs> last week? Who knows? Who knows? But whatever the case might be, um, I still enjoy it. Uh, I know um, there's a lot of buzz or. Uh, from what from the stuff I heard, uh, people are kind of sick of Star Wars stuff. Um, they're sick of Marvel stuff. They're sick of all all the 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 content that we've been not forced to watch, but like that's all that there is. That's all they give us. So it's like, like what are we supposed to do? There's so much stuff all over the place, and I, I still love Star Wars. Um, one of my favorite movies of all time is still Star Wars: A New Hope. Uh, you cannot dissuade me from that. So I am here for it. Um, and I guess, you know, it's weird because I love Star Wars, but it's like the, the animated stuff, is ain't for, it ain't for me. And I even bought the Jedi Fallen Order, the last Star Wars game that just came out. Eh, it's all right. It's kind of fun. Um, I'm stuck in a, in a level right, or an area right now. I don't know how the fuck to get out of it. I've been all over it a couple times. Um, yeah, it, it's fun. It's good, but it's not great. You know what I mean? I think the storyline behind it, maybe it's because I haven't progressed, but the storyline behind it doesn't seem compelling enough, but it's still fun. There's a lot of puzzles and stuff, oh, not a lot, but there's a few puzzles and some, uh, skill stuff that you got to do. And, but it doesn't be uh, Knights of the Old Republic. I don't know how many out there have even played Knights of the Old Republic back in, was it the X? xbox days the first xbox i think yeah ps2 days i think that's when it came out might have been ps1 but i remember playing that and i just fucking loved it i I thought it was great it was the first time i played a game video game where when you made choices it affected the storyline you know way down now it didn't affect it wildly because they didn't have that you know enough um it they didn't have didn't seem like they didn't have enough, uh, uh, like, I don't know if it was memory or just the the scope of the game, um, the size of the disc and everything, all this, all the written stuff. Yeah, that, that's it. All the written stuff, uh, they couldn't, you know, pull that off. And now that you have to have, um, what do you call it, audio for it too, not just uh, um, written stuff, it just seems even more grand, but... Um, yeah, Knights of the Old Republic was a Knights of the Old Republic was a great game. I remember all those uh, Starfighter games. Uh, um, 
like X-Wing, I think it was, and TIE Fighter and all the PC games, uh, the flight games, the space uh, spaceship shooting games. Those are all great. This one, Fallen Order, I heard was good. I got it, you know, on a discount, and it's okay. Uh, I, you know, I'm happy I didn't get it when it first came out. Um, I heard that the new one's going to be pretty good. I don't know. I don't know if I'll jump on it right away. I don't buy video games right when they come out anymore. Uh, except for, you know, I, I did pre-purchase the uh, EA Sports uh, PGA Tour because some friends of mine um, back in California, they want to start a... Um, not a league, but just like a, you know, a monthly tournament and, you know, maybe throw 20 bucks in, see who wins. So, you know, I, I pre-purchased the EA sports, um, pro tour game. Cause I do like golf. I, I don't golf as much as I used to. I still like it. I can still get out there. If any of y'all want to golf with me, I, I'm down. I just, I don't have a lot of close friends out here. And by close, I mean <laughs> in proximity to me and I have one, but he's not a, He's not a golfer. He's a beer drinker, though. You know, you know my friend Mario. I've talked about him plenty of times. So, yeah. So, uh, I, so that's a uh, video game wise. Oh shit! You know what I just bought too is a Tony Hawk Pro Skater One and Two. When it first came out, ah oh, man, I was there. I like I almost bought it. I think it was like fifty nine ninety nine. I'm like, ah, oh, do I want to buy these? Is it worth it? Nah, I don't know. So I waited, you know, I didn't wait. I just like, nah, I'm not going to buy it. And then I bought it just like a, a week ago. And it was like, I think it was like $20 on the PlayStation store. And <laughs> it brought back, I, I remember everything. And I, I think I'm trying to do too much because I remember all the buttons. I remember the, everything. I started on this time when I was playing right now, I was I was using the, uh, the, anal the yeah, the analog stick, the joystick for, um, to control, um, you can't pick like all the skaters like you could before like you, you all you could be is tony hawk i think you can create your own skaters but i haven't tried yet and yeah so i went from the the analog stick and i went back to the direction pad because that's how i used to play back in the day i used the direction pad i didn't i didn't use the analog stick i don't even think they had an analog stick until ps2 maybe because i think it was just direction pad and the four buttons and and then the triggers right so, uh, yeah, this uh, I've been having fun. I've been having a great time. Um, I now I did have to go online a couple times to see like, you know, how to get the the special tape and how to jump the bum five times. And those of you out there who played before, and they have some of the old uh, songs. They have like, and then they have some new songs too. And I remember on my X, I did have it on my Xbox. I remember that because I remember I had a, my own playlist. <laughs> I remember you used to listen to Exhibit while I was, uh, while I was, you know, um, d uh, grinding the rails and, uh, and doing, uh, 540 Madonnas and stuff like that. So yeah, the, uh, um, it's fun. <laughs> it brings me back to uh, back in the day and I, I'm, you know, I couldn't do any, uh, I, I, I haven't passed it yet and I just play on it for a little bit and. Uh, yeah, I can't get like the six scores, so I'm not very, very good at it, but it's still fun. It's still a good time. And you know what song I like that came on was uh, the Superman song and uh, um, shoot that po Power Man 5000 song came on. I'm like, yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Fuck yeah, I remember that song. Uh, anyway, I think it was Goldfinger, right? Sang that song, uh, Superman. It's kind of like a ska, ska song. 
All right, that's about enough of me rambling on by myself. I am going to rate my beer and I'm going to get out of here. So I really like this one. This is uh, Momentary Bliss by Throne Brewing. I'm going to give it a 425. Um, this is probably one of my favorite beers by them. I think uh, Weekend Wizard might be a 4.5. And Bell Road, uh, Blood Orange Bell Road IPA would be a 425. But this one's 425, Momentary Bliss. Really good. Uh, let me see here. Momentary Bliss. Oh, there's a couple of them. Um, let me see here. Should I, I'm scrolling here. I'll just write T H R O N E. Enter. There it is. And oh, it hit. It has an overall rating of 3.86. Uh, and none of my friends have rated it, so I am going to check in. Give it a four. Oh, I, f I keep forgetting, not four two five, four three zero. I'm gonna give it a four three zero because I can. And I am going to say it's hazy and fruity. Save and check in. Three point eight six. That seems a little low to me. Should be higher. But that's like I, like I said in the beginning, very subjective, and that's just my own estimation. So, got uh, got a couple of uh, batches, super style IPA level three, and then uh, haze for days level sixteen. Try five more for level seventeen. Oh look at that super style! It's only available to Untapped Insiders. Share on Facebook. I don't have Facebook anymore because fuck Facebook. And I would say fuck meta, but I really like Instagram, so I can't say fuck meta. So fuck Facebook. All right, this is my second most checked in style of 2021. Oh, that was in Hazy IPAs was the second most checked in style of 2021. So anyway, all right. So uh, that's about all about it for me. I am going to go and throw some, uh, those, just put a little couple edits on this and then put it out. And then we'll be back next week with another Cold Brew podcast. So, cheers. Until next time. Get your walk on. Get your head tight. I know you're feeling this shit. Shit is dead right. Get your bounce on. Back that ass up. Bitch, pass me the bottle. Fill your glass up. Get your walk on. Get your head tight. I know you're feeling this shit. Shit is dead right. Get your bounce on. Back that ass up. Bitch, pass me the bottle. Fill your glass up. Get your walk on. Get your head tight. I know you're feeling this shit, shit is damn right.